gonna wait, are you gonna record for the UC program? I'm recording. Yeah, now. I've got fifteen minutes. Yeah. Okay, right. I mean I, should, I don't think but it's gonna take long Anyway, I don't have much to contribute, but I'll be here for more, I'll be here for more support. Right. Welcome to episode five of a bunch of outliers. Um, we've got Amin here. Got I'm back. I'm <laughs> back. I'm yeah, back. He, was on, he was on annual leave for two weeks. <laughs> Hiatus. Um, I, was, I was chilling in Italy. <laughs> Tabs is here as well as support. Um, Hello. Hello, hello, hello. So you basically call that backup dancer in the intro. That no, is, I that's crazy. I didn't. I didn't. That's crazy. I didn't, it's okay. After being, after, after being, um, you know, front of stage while you guys were on holiday, yeah. I'm happy to take a back seat for today's ep. <laughs> fair enough. Fair yeah, enough. Tab, Tabby was on a project. She was on the project last week. Now she's on the bench in it. <laughs> happy, happy to take a break. <laughs> Still here for moral support, though. Um, you, got, you got dropped after your last podcast performance. Is that what you're saying? That is crazy. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> no, it wasn't. It wasn't due to performance. It's load management. Oh, fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Thank you for caring about your employees, Dan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Great guy. Um, yeah, so this episode we're gonna we're gonna touch on the stigmas around being on Universal Credit or UC. Um, the process of getting onto it, how it was, because two of us have been on it. Um, and yeah, if how could they reform it if they should? Though we might not get onto that. But see, so you're starting again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. So yeah, first, uh, but before I ask you that like, question, let's just cover what Universal Credit is quickly. So it's a payment to help you with your living expenses. So living costs, like so you get paid like monthly. Um, so it, it replaced job seekers allowance. So now I think it's now more of a umbrella term. So it's not just for people um, seeking jobs. It can be if you have like a child, I think. Yeah. So or yeah, and you're on low income. Yeah. So you don't necessarily have to be jobless to be on it. Yeah, it's like income support, housing benefit, child tax credit, job seekers allowance. Yes. Yeah stuff like that you you can be in employment but not earn enough so that you and then you get the rest of your money from uc universal credit so like they've basically taken all these like benefits which are separate and just put mm. them into one basically replace them with like one thing yeah yeah so yeah so we're, we we've both been on it <laughs> yep. um when were you on it and how long were you on it for so I was on it, so obviously I was on it straight after uni, basically. So yeah. as I was finding, as I was finding jobs, and I think you're the same, right? Um, yeah. Was just it? Yeah, yeah, I was. Yeah. Out of uni, you don't have money like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. I was broke, man. <laughs> yeah. And I'd, don't get me wrong. I'd saved. I'd had money saved up from uni that I didn't spend. That mm. I got. But obviously, you don't really want to tap into that. Yeah, that was the same so, as me. <laughs> so, um, yeah, joined UC literally, yeah, straight, pretty much straight after I graduated. Not, not straight, not directly after. Obviously, I enjoyed myself a bit after graduation. Yeah, after graduation and stuff. Obviously, this was COVID time. So when I say graduation, I mean when I got sent a certificate in the post, not actual graduation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the actual graduation happened like two years later. Yeah, but mine was a year after. So, yeah, joined it then. And obviously, like, and I think this is what we're going to talk about, right, is there's a whole stigma of whether, of being on universal credit and what yeah. that portrays or what is that, what that's viewed as. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because even, even me, I have to admit, I did kind of have some kind of preconceived notion, but, but yeah. But when I started first going into the the job center, like there was actually a complete kaleidoscope of people there. Like, obviously, you don't know what any of their backstories is. So, yeah, I think I think Britain in general has done this job of like demonizing people on 
job seekers allowance or income support and they've kind of implanted this kind of archetypal um, prototype person that uses these kind of services and in reality it's just that it's just not true yeah like I, I remember I went and the first time I went I mean, don't get me wrong. I didn't want to. I didn't want to be on it because of yeah. the conceptions yeah. of it. And then I went there, and I basically saw people my age, some even younger, literally going to Universal Credit and having these like appointments. Mm. So, for those that aren't aware, the way it works from a from a job perspective. So, for I guess the the job, the employment related part of of Universal Credit when you're trying to find the job is. You basically have weekly meetings with your what is it, your are your counselor? Are they called your counselor? Um, I forgot what the name was. Yeah, it might have been counselor. I'm not too sure. I don't know. But basically, you get assigned someone who basically it's like it's like your it's that I say careers advisor very loosely because. <laughs> 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 um, to basically make sure get, go to your appointments make sure that you're keeping up to date mm. on your tasks which is basically just to find a job so yeah. you just want to see talk through talk through what you're doing and if you need any help with anything um, yeah and to be honest you like Daniel said you get a range of people some people who are like older in age but mm. honestly my experience was it was mostly younger people yeah out of uni yeah, yeah, in. yeah, yeah. Because I think I was, I was very surprised about. I was as well, yeah. Because I think, especially in the kind of unis we went to, is like, yeah, all you hear is like success stories. Yeah, I've landed this mm. graduate job. I've landed this graduate job. But for some people, is it really is not that easy. Like, especially these graduate schemes can be so strenuous to apply for. Like. After the first five to ten rejections, you just burn out. <laughs> That's the thing, right? And like, don't get me wrong. We're all, thankfully, like we're both in quite good graduate roles now. Yeah. Um. But obviously, the pressure to get that mm. is <laughs> is very high. And then, obviously, like you're in university. The, the the thing is, you have that pressure, but the I'll say I would say the one thing about being on universal credit is then you also like you want to take your time and make sure you find the right your right first job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But universal credit is very much all about find the job as quickly as possible so, mm. they, so you don't get paid this benefit. That's the whole point of it. Yeah. Like, you get paid this benefit, but the whole point is you're getting paid it so that you can get off it as quickly as possible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think it's kind of ironic in a sense. I think that's the problem as well. Is that maybe it's not tailored as much because I think yeah, yeah there are people that will yeah I think there are people that are literally looking for like any kind of job. So I think it's easier to easier to kind of allocate them something. Mm. But for like people our age, unfortunately we are a bit more picky, especially because we kind of yeah. want to utilize the four years we spent at uni. So. Bro. We don't really want to just go into anything and then like the roles they throw at you are not great yeah so they, they they have like things like they have something called the kickstart scheme yeah which was pushed on me a lot and i had to like really really push back to say look i only just graduated i want to take my time finding a job mm. and making sure i get the right role um rather than being put into something straight away which to be honest look at I guess it depends, right? Because if you need the bit of experience, it's yeah, a good, like, yeah, it's it's a it's a good way to do it. But some of the things that they were putting forward were things like, I guess, general retail type jobs mm. or like admin jobs, which mm. for I guess when you're trying to get into I guess higher level work, and I, I, I don't want to say I don't want to say higher level as in like, okay, high level is the, the wrong term. Yeah work related to what you've worked towards yeah. your whole educational career it isn't really gonna it isn't really gonna do much yeah yeah that. you like you want relevant experience at that yeah point. 100% that's, the whole, that's why you apply to internships and things like that because you want relevant experience 
Yeah, because um, yeah, because they were, I was telling them obviously I wanted to like try and stay within tech or engineering and like they were, they were giving me a few like supply chain based roles and like a few tech mm-hmm. roles, but then I was thinking like for what they were asking for and what you were doing, I just felt like they were kind of underpaid to be honest. Yeah, the, like the Kickstarter scheme is minimum wage. Yeah, right. and it, they they portray it as part time, but it's not actually part time. Hmm. They don't include lunch in the hours. Okay. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> so technically, it is really yeah. like a nine to five. You're quite deceptive rocking. Yeah. Yeah, because it was like. Yeah, because there was actually one where like I was actually gonna join onto. Like it was actually looking. It was like a um. It's like a startup app. Yeah, so I was gonna get involved in like kind of the web the development of it, like the software development and the software testing. Obviously on the Kickstart scheme. And it was like it was looking quite intriguing. Um like I liked the person who was interviewing me as well. But I don't know. I didn't know if I wanted to do six months on that without yeah. any chance of progression or altering my contract like it was i don't know i was i was i was a bit torn yeah so i, le- I left that one um yeah i think for me they tried to push me onto a couple which i was like no this is completely irrelevant yeah and then it got to a point where i was like like nine months in and i haven't got an offer yet and then they were like oh like we're basically, they're basically gonna force you to do this. They, I feel it was like a marketing one or something, mm. which I didn't mind. I was like, all right, marketing is kind of close enough to economics. Yeah, it's something that I'm like partially interested in. I'm like, I wouldn't mind doing it. The job description was kind of dead. Right, like, it wasn't. It wasn't the best. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, but I was kind of being forced into it. So I was like, look, I'll go. I'll see what happens. Mm. It'll be something to do in the meantime. Funny thing was, literally. No, sorry, I was meant to do this interview the week later. The, the couple of days before I was meant to do the interview, I got COVID. Mm. So I didn't get to go to the interview for the Kickstart scheme role. Yeah. And then the day after that, I got um, I got an email saying I had the assessment center for my current graduate role. Yeah. And I only had, a, I only had like a week to prepare for my graduate role. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For my, for my, for my so I didn't have much time, yeah. and I, and I, I, I'm just coming out of recovering from COVID. Or I'm like in the middle of COVID. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> mm. And then I remember my next yeah, and then it just so happened like yeah, I don't know. The luck, luck was on my side, I guess. The world was working with me. Where the, the one time I was meant to go for an interview for the Kickstart scheme. I got an assess. I got COVID, missed it. It was actually kind of crazy. Like the man above was looking out for me. Yeah, for real, man. Um, I laugh at that man. <laughs> but a lot of yeah, a lot of like, a lot of like, a lot of the kickstart scheme stuff was more. It's the, it's a government scheme, right? You're on you're on a, you're on the gov you're on benefits run by the government. Yeah, they want you to. They want you to. They want to transfer you onto that scheme so that they can say, "Oh, we hit this target." Yeah. And this is this is me grilling the government at, at right now, to be honest. But that, that's be, it's like it's a facade. Like I'll be real. It's yeah. Because like, I, wasn't, I wasn't happy with it at all. That's it's what very, I have an issue with. Yeah. <laughs> it's a yeah. That's my that's my issue, right? It's a very blanket thing for everyone. Where it's like everyone has a specific case, and if they're gonna assign you a careers advisor solely to work with you, then surely you want something that's a bit more tailored rather than mm. oh yeah we have this let's just do this mm, mm, like mm. you should just do this that that was my biggest issue with being on it to be honest and it was the weekly meetings i was like you don't really need weekly meetings like it's a bit useless yeah yeah I yeah i think having weekly meetings was needed yeah because i want oh yeah cause i want to mirror those sentiments yeah because it's like yeah obviously for those careers advisors are they assigning you those kickstart roles because they generally think this is best for you or are they trying to hit targets in terms of exactly job job assignment for all their um case numbers basically then 
yeah because then i didn't i didn't did, did, yeah if they if they get you onto any road that's obviously on their case file their metrics is going to say yeah we've got 90 percent of people into roles but exactly. if the satisfaction of those roles is not great then that's it's kind of useless exactly. and then yeah the weekly meetings as well is it was yeah that was quite pointless because like a lot of roles don't get back to you straight away <laughs> so if i reply to a role last week is nothing's going to change the week after <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You know, the worst part for me about it was when i finally got the graduate role I, I had to wait a year to start my job right because obviously covid backlog and stuff like that they need time to like to um enroll other 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 people other other groups that they've hired as well yeah so like i remember i had to wait a year to actually start my job yeah similar to you right you had to wait like a couple of at least a couple of months before you started like uh, your graduate role right oh yeah 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 i waited a few yeah, months similar yeah. situation i remember they still made me go in for meetings even though i had already found the job yeah yeah that was me as well yeah I was so yeah, for I'm a few like, weeks. I was going like, in, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so like I was like, and I, and I said to, like, I got the role, and then my old like I I had a really good like career like counselor for a bit, and she understood. So she would just she she would just say, like she would she would she, she would say, oh I've called him. He's found the job. I've called him over the phone. He's good. So I wouldn't have to go in. But then after a couple of weeks, they changed my counselor for some reason because she left or something. Or she got yeah. Me, I don't know what happened. It didn't migrate then, the files properly. I don't know. Yeah. So then they've they've put me in for an appointment, and I sent a very like strong worded response, which they weren't <laughs> happy with. And I was like, I was like, look, I don't understand why you want me to come in for meetings. I found the job. I'm waiting to start. I've sent you the contract. I don't know what else you want me to do. So, anyway, that got escalated to seniors. <laughs> You're crazy. I, I, I got escalated to seniors. I got escalated to seniors. I'm not. I had a full-on argument with um, and I'm, and you know me. I'm not an okay. I will say argument. It wasn't really an argument. It was a disagree. A very <laughs> because I wasn't happy with the fact that I was being made to come in for no reason, reason while yeah. waiting for employment. But like I've, I've, I've done what you require. I've like the, your whole purpose is. To, it's to help me find the job. I found yeah. the job. So what? What do you? What do you need me to come in for? Yeah, I understand. You're paying me the benefit. You're paying me the benefits to go find the job. But if I found the job, like I get it from their perspective, because they're like, "Oh, but are you employed now?" And I was like, "No, but I'm going to be employed. Like I've signed the contract." And that's the other thing. The organization is dreadful. Mm. They made me send them the contract four different times because they lost the file. I don't know how. That's anyway, ridiculous. This is, just, this is just my PTSD coming out now. But yeah, that that was another thing that I had the problem with. Was like, it was it was the it's, it's the, and I guess it's the same point of, it's like a rule for one. It's like a one rule for everyone rather than mm. specific cases. Mm. Like it doesn't take a genius to. It, it literally takes one person to put a note in the system and say he's found a job. He's waiting for it. He doesn't need to come in for meetings. We'll call him every so often just to check up that everything's fine. Like it's not. Yeah. Like I'd, I, w- I wasn't too particularly happy about that, mm-hmm. but yeah, because yeah, they'll like, they'll make like, me come in for a few weeks after I started the, my previous job, yeah, and then yeah, I'd, I just thought it was a bit pointless. Um, and it was like, what could we actually discuss? <laughs> That's what I mean. So so then what what ended up happening was, and I, I don't care, I'm exposing them. What ended up happening was, I'd go in for meetings. She'd, she'd look at me and she'd say, oh, yeah, you already you already have a job, right? And I'm, you already have a job lined up, right? I was like, yeah. She's like, all right, cool. We'll just say you've applied to three jobs for four jobs this week. And she sent me off. And it was like, I'm coming in for literally 30, 30 seconds of talk. Honestly, I'd, I'd, I'd go into the meetings, have a catch-up with my counsellor. How are you? Yeah, good. How's mm-hmm. your week been? Blah, blah, blah. It was like just general chit-chat. And then I'd leave. That was... Yeah, that was kind of me, to be honest. And it was, like, so useless. And it literally... You know what it took for them to stop having meetings was she wasn't in that one week, so I was with someone new, explained the situation, he put a note in the system, and I never had to go back again. And I was like, why couldn't you do that before? Yeah, because it's like... 
every time I kept going in, like, yeah, sometimes my council will be, like, missing for a week, like, they'll be ill, then they'll just transfer me to someone else. There's, like, they haven't really, they haven't really got the memo of what was discussed previously. It's just, like, I'm discussing myself all over again, and it's, like, I don't know what it is here, but because of, because of my current job, like, I've kind of realised a lot of government departments that their file handling and stuff is very old-fashioned yeah, and yeah it's it's, it's 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 very inefficient i don't know why i guess because they've been around for time for a long time it's like they have a archaic way of practice but it needs to change because it's it's getting ridiculous <laughs> honestly it's tra- to be honest when you look at how uc even came to be that was the- majorly disorganized and like awfully handled in the first place yeah because you can remember because because they had to shift a lot of people onto uc that were on different kind of benefits yeah like some people missed payments and stuff i remember at uni we did a case study about how uc was or how, how uc was like the transfer like the transfer of uc how it was handled the way it was mismanaged like how much extra costs it actually took to put it into place mm. just because of the mishandling of it and then you see the way it's run and you're like this makes sense. yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, it's not- but yeah obviously like at the end of the day right it's 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 there to help you and I, like I, i'll like i'll be honest and say the money that i got from uc yeah, helped me a lot it did actually help a lot yeah unemployed. like it actually does help a lot like yeah, it, it is a major positive, but the management of it definitely, in my opinion. Yeah, I think I, I think it's very haphazardly managed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think. But, yeah, sorry. Go on. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I think they need more job openings that cater to different crowds. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There, there needs to be a more like a wider variety of job openings. I think or. Or at least more partnerships made with companies. Yeah, that, exactly. Yeah. Like I feel like that would that would make it a lot more successful. Obviously, we're only talking from a employment perspective. Obviously, Universal Credit has loads of other mm. avenues like child credit, child tax credit, um, things like that of that nature. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that th- th- yeah, like. I would say if you're in a position where you're unemployed and you just need a bit of money to carry you over, mm-hmm. it's like it's not as it seems. If like the the whole the whole thing is like yeah the the whole thing is like it's it's generalized to be a certain demographic of people, like ripping off benefits to get yeah. some payments or blah yeah. blah blah. It's like it's really not like like that. Mm. It's literally. And look, don't get me wrong. There's cases of that happening. Like, <laughs> gonna, if, if if you generalize something, there's gonna be yeah. part of it which is the truth, right? But yeah. re- realistically, the majority of it isn't like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's that's. Yeah, I think that's so true, especially in London, because you you look at people on UC in London, and that on the face of it, they'll look okay, or they wouldn't look like they're going through anything but obviously London like, is so expensive that even even what would be like okay money somewhere else may not be able to get you through in London so you need a bit of money to tip you over the edge into like a livable wage basically but yeah I don't know it's, it's yeah yeah, I've, yeah I think as well yeah there's been there's been like a stigma like a lot of people on these kind of government benefit schemes are just like there to cheat the system and it's yeah. just not true <laughs> like it isn't like obviously like we said like, like we said there's going to be an element of truth to anything yeah. right? but for the most part it's not like that like li- literally we were fresh graduates who went mm-hmm. to very good unis who came out with very good degrees and honestly Realistically, we're just there to have the money to carry us over while yeah. we do our thing. Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. the management of it doesn't fully allow you to do that. I would say, to the to the I guess to the flexibility that you mm. want, but I guess there has to be some sort of. Yeah, I was like, um, it's it's for for people in our position, it's hard to find a solution because I don't I don't yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I don't really know how like a a universal credit scheme could strike up partnerships with like a graduate yeah, true, recruiter true, true. to like hire them directly. Like it wouldn't wouldn't really work and it wouldn't be fair to fast track them as well when there's other people go through all the stages but I don't know. Well then maybe then maybe the they would pass the buck on to us and say we should be open to working in different sectors, but <laughs> that's the, I'm I'm looking at the demographics of people um, on universal credit just because I'm interested to mm. see. Um, I'm just having a quick look. Okay, so women made up 56% of people on universal credit in July 2022. Yeah. I'd guess that's due to, like, pregnancy and stuff, having children, yeah. Potentially, yeah. Yeah, because obviously, yeah, because universal credit's a blanket thing, right? Mm. Okay, in terms of age groups, the largest age group on universal credit as of July 2022, so it's a bit outdated. Yeah. It's 30 to 34-year-olds. That's interesting. So it goes 30 to 34 year olds, then 35 to 39 year olds, mm-hmm. then 25 to 29, then 40 to 44, then it's 20 to 24. Yeah. So realistically, like the the highest groups are kind of the people of a, of a, I guess the prime year, prime working age years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. 16 to 19 is the lowest uh, well, actually apart from over 65s 16 to 19 is the lowest yeah. well, obviously most people in that time are at university for the most yeah. actually yeah yeah, yeah. or college that's yeah. like yeah that's like people who have left GCSEs and finding work or finding work after university after like if they haven't gone to university yeah so from a, from a resourcing point of view even though we are complaining that like, it wouldn't yeah, it wouldn't make sense for them to tailor the scheme mostly to like graduates or people fresh out of academia because that is not the um that's not the primary target market. And even the age groups you said, it's it's quite hard to pinpoint a spe- specific reasons why they approach universal credit most yeah like this could be a variety of circumstances um yeah i don't know because i think even so so the interesting thing is the 20 20 to 24 year old okay the 20 to 29 year old age bracket the amount of people on universal credit from 2021 to 2022 actually reduced yeah but the 30 to 39 or 30 to 49, sorry, all increased. Mm. So, does that, that, that's the thing, this is just generally universal credit though. Yeah. Um, but that is interesting. Yeah, because I know a lot of people got made redundant, like, circa pandemic, but is that yeah. during the pandemic or right after? Because... That's it. So that's the thing, right? This is July 22, so this is last year. So this yeah. is coming out of pandemic. So I guess coming out of pandemic, younger, the younger age group has, or the younger brackets, the younger age brackets of of, of people on UC have decreased. Hmm. But how much you credit that to employment you can't really say because universal credit's a blanket thing. Yeah. So it could be multiple different things. Yeah. Yeah. And also what what they're categorizing as employment is exactly is subject exactly. to interpretation because people could be on zero contract hours and they would class that as employment or they might not actually, I don't know. But yeah, they they could be in Yeah, they could be in like quite weird working arrangements that they're still classed as employments so i don't know but um yeah because i feel like a lot a lot of sectors did try and downscale after the pandemic um and then 
Yeah, especially because they didn't really make as much profit as they expected to coming out of the pandemic. So I don't know. I think it'd be better to get statistics for 2023 because that is more it's more representative of a non non anomalous time. But yeah, only time will tell really. Yeah, even even yeah, even the 16 to 18, 19 age bracket. Thinking of it now, could just be young parents as well. Mm. 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 Definitely, and even definitely. Twenty twenty four. So yeah, is like it'll be interesting to do a deep dive on the actual numbers because it'll be it's difficult to tell from uh, in general it's difficult to tell from the generic numbers anyway. Yep. Because you need more information on each specific time. Yeah, yeah, we need more information on the reasons why they got onto Universal Credit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's kind of sensitive well, yeah. information. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, yeah. We we just wanted to talk about our experiences of universal credit on the pod and just the stigma around being on yeah. what it's actually like. Um like would you recommend it? would you recommend it? Would I recommend it? Hmm. Yeah, cuz it's interesting cuz on Twitter I actually said I would have no qualms going back on it, but if I was in the position where I needed to, but no, I'm I'm not too I don't know, it's just, am I being prideful? I'm not too sure. But then I just remember, like, the times I was on it, like, it was quite a low point. And, like, I remember every time I, I used to go to the job center, I'd always be hooded up because like, I didn't want to be seen. Yeah. And I, I remember I remember coming out and I was walking down Hammersmith Town Center and then like, I saw two childhood friends from primary school. I was like, I didn't even know what to say. I was like, they asked me like, "What am I doing here?" Well, and then I was like, "Yeah, I was just coming to do shopping." Obviously, I couldn't tell them the real reason. <laughs> but but that's the thing, right? And that's what's annoying about it is, for let's say you have two two graduates, yeah, one's employed, one's both of you are unemployed, one's on universal credit, one's not on universal credit. Mm-hmm. The one on universal credit is more embarrassed than the one on than the one not on universal credit. Mm. Which makes like it, it doesn't, it doesn't really make sense. You, you could be, you could, you could be from exactly the same background, exactly yeah. the same uni, exactly the same course, exactly the same grades, but the person on universal credit will be more looked down upon than the person who's just regularly searching for work. Yeah. Even though, the person on universal credit is getting money to do the same thing as you. Hmm. Like mm. they're just being supported for doing the same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like I think you're just, you're just being financially supported. To find yeah, yeah. Like that's I think, it really. I think the way we view it needs to be altered. Like I think some people just kind of view it as you're just getting free money from the system and you're scrounging. Mm. But to me, I see it more as a monetary incentive to find employment. Yeah. And I think like if the thing is, the, the, the stigma kind of. It kind of works in a way when you're on it and you feel the stigma because you're like, yeah. I, I, I hate, I hate yeah. the stigma. Yeah, so I want to get off it, yeah. So you want to get off it, yeah. So it kind of doesn't work in a sense as well. <laughs> Which is actually annoying because realistically there shouldn't really be a stigma towards it. What were people saying on Twitter about it? Because I didn't really see the whole discussion. Um, I'm trying to remember some of the responses. Yeah, I think a lot of people... Kind of because I think everyone is, even the people in like high-end roles, high-end technical roles, have seen how the cost of living crisis has affected them. So mm. I feel like they wouldn't turn their nose up on being on UC as much now as they would have maybe a few years ago. So I think a lot of them said if they were in a position where they needed to be, I think they would go on it. But obviously a lot of people were saying that maybe they feel a bit too prideful and then also a lot of people were saying um, it's not necessarily this, the idea of the scheme but more how they get treated during the meetings and mm. the, the way they're spoken to um, or talked down upon is like what would put them off going back on UC. Yeah. 
I mean, I know, I know people are saying, look, I'm trying to find a way to, to be on UC and earn money. <laughs> 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 I don't know if those are probably being, those are probably being tweeted for engagement, right? <laughs> but, I can't lie. We're talking facts. <laughs> I don't know if you understand um, yet, like, your employment records are processed through HMRC. So how are you going to go to another government department and they won't see your details on record? <laughs> uh, no, but I agree. I agree with you, though. I think, like, I agree with the last point in that I have, I wouldn't say I have, I think before going on UC, there was a, there was a bit of a pride thing of, like, I don't want to be on it because of the stigma that surrounds it mm. and being attached to that. And I, I know, and I know sometimes initially when people would ask me, oh, what are you doing or blah, 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 I wouldn't, I would purposely not bring up UC just because yeah. I, of the reaction towards that. <coughs> but just because of, I was scared of their reaction, how, how they would react towards that. Mm-hmm. And actually, to be honest, what I found is when I did bring it up, a lot of people were actually on it as well. They just didn't say it. So there was this whole thing of... Okay, yeah, it's like a secret like, society. I, I know, yeah, so like, yeah, yeah. So I know, I know one of my other friends, like I was talking about it and I just said it. I was just like, at this point, I was like, I'm beyond the point of caring. Yeah. And we were just talking about finding jobs, and I'm like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm doing this, this, blah blah blah. And he was like, oh yeah, I was on it for a bit as well before I found it. I was like, what? Mm. You didn't say, like you didn't say either. So it's like, yeah, that, I that's think, I guess that's an, that's another thing of this the stigma, right? The stigma, is, yeah, yeah. I think I think by the time you went on it, because you did wait, you went on it. You were on it after me, right? Because you still had the year at uni. Yeah, I went on it. Me, yes, right? I went on it. Summer 2021, yeah. Yeah. So I was on it for a few months. Yeah, yeah. So I started, yeah, so and yeah, I started so one role and left that one, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So you, you were, yeah, you were on it after me. And I get, yeah. I think, I think I'd already told you I was on it. Oh, I think we lost connection. Sorry? Did we lose connection? No, I'm still here, I'm still here, yeah. Oh, 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 oh. Um, yeah, I think I'd already, to- I think you you known I was on it. I think by that point I was quite open about the fact that I was. On yeah, it. yeah, I yeah. Was like, yeah, I actually don't care anymore. Yeah, because I think I think there's probably a few of my friends that were on it as well. But obviously, I've never. I don't think I've just ever discussed it with them. Yeah. But yeah, because it's like sometimes you'll see friends and stuff, and they'll say, "Yeah, what are you doing now?" And then you don't really wanna. Yeah, it's a bit embarrassing to answer. <laughs> yeah, I'd just be like, "Yeah, I'm just looking for work right now." Like, like. But I wouldn't specifically mention the the universal credit. Part. Yeah. Guess, to be honest, like you don't really need to say it because what what you're doing is really finding work. Yeah, it's finding it's work. Just, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, it's because everyone, everyone's got this quite linear path of work in their mind. That yeah, you just go uni, get a job, progress. Two, three years later, but yeah, it's not always. It is not always that linear. There's gonna be, there's gonna be peaks and troughs. There's gonna be times when you're out of work or you're in between different roles, or maybe you just haven't got onto work straight after uni. Like everyone's path is different, so I think, yeah, I think yeah, we, need, we do need a bit of a cultural shift. Yeah, I think yeah, every, everyone's path is different, and everyone has their time. Like I truly do believe that. So like, don't whether you whether you whether you ever need to be whether you ever choose to be on universal credit or not, like, at the end of the day, like, if you haven't tried it, like, you're getting some financial benefit out of it. Mm-hmm. For me, personally, the management of it puts me off it a bit. But if I'm ever in a situation where I kind of need the money, I'm willing I, I'm willing to deal with that. Yeah. Like, I don't think, I don't think it's that bad to the point where you can't deal with it if that makes sense but the management of it is annoying and puts you off yeah and yeah gen- like the generally how it's managed yeah yeah yes yeah. So i think yes yeah. so i think yeah but in conclusion i think it is a good idea definitely yeah because especially a lot of countries in the world don't have a welfare state they don't have a welfare system yeah yeah like so we should use it where necessary but yeah, it's even interesting just reading now, like, I'm seeing articles that I've said, 
tens of thousands and even like hundreds of thousands of people are actually avoided using it because of this stigma so it's like yeah there's, there's a stigma of a lot of us cheating the system but the amount of us that actually avoid it when we probably do need it because we don't want to mm. appear that way it probably offsets yeah. it offsets the financial drain of those quote-unquote scroungers yeah <laughs> isn't it literally, literally it's it's like it's like you think by being on it, it's going to appear somewhere on your record and it's like, oh no, he was on university credit yeah. at one point. Oh yeah. my gosh, the hell. Where's that, bro? No one, is, it's not going to be on your CV. It's not yeah. going to come up on Like, all right, like if, so, if someone's going to pull up your, no one's ever going to pull up your private records and see, oh, he was on university credit for this mm. long, this long. We don't like him. Like, at the, at the end of the day, it's literally just a financial benefit. Like, I don't, I really don't understand why people care. Like, yeah, but I think, like, but I think with Britain as a country, um, because of the kind of government we've been under and the kind of class system we have, a lot of mm. people have been indoctrinated into believing poverty is some kind of character flaw. So no one ever yeah. wants to appear aligned to being poor. So, and, and part of that thing with being poor is being on universal credit. So they would rather avoid it and not appear poor than help the souls when they actually need to it's the, yeah it's that it's that it's that it's that hidden hidden class system that exists in our mm. society mm. which is so stupid um but unfortunately it that it exists and you get people thinking that you're well, people view you in a certain light or as a part of a certain class or demographic of people because you decide you want some financial benefit whilst you're doing what everyone else is basically yeah. doing at your age for the, for the most part or yeah I don't know it's it's a weird one like you're getting you're getting stigmatised for getting money that you are entitled to mm-hmm. literally like, <laughs> like it's, it's, it's literally like imagine you work a job right and you're like and there's a stigma going around that you that that you don't you do it's literally it's like you work overtime you're entitled to overtime pay and you say to your company i don't want overtime pay because it looks bad because i'm asking <laughs> for extra money for working overtime that's literally what it's like. that's literally what it's yeah. like it makes yeah. no sense yeah i guess this is even a different topic but yeah it's mad how we are as a country like averse to asking for more money like i don't know what it is it's not i don't think it's that i think it's just generally people just don't like asking for help I yeah think. yeah we we do in we do end up internalizing a pull yourselves up by the bootstraps attitude and it's yeah. it's is yeah i guess that's capitalism yeah i'm so guilty it's like sometimes you just drop your pride drop your ego and just be like look i need help like yeah it's not it's not and and the thing is what you usually find is people are more than willing to help now we're kind of drifting into a different topic but yeah i I think i think it's that it's that thing of people people feel like people feel like people respect you more if you grind it out mm-hmm. rather than receiving help that you are entitled to or that you can get yeah i feel like i feel like if people say oh yeah i was i was i was i was i was broke or blah 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 or whatever and i i'd worked on the ground <laughs> yeah so yeah like, no one helped me blah 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 yeah and then, where, whereas realistically all these all these come up stories or whatever someone helps them along the way anyway it's like you can't like okay some people may may do it themselves like fair enough like i'm not hating on anyone's grind at all mm-hmm. but at some point you're gonna need help so why deny yourself the help yeah in whatever form that it is yeah we really do romanticize our rags to riches story yeah but yeah nine times out of ten you can't do it yourself <laughs> yeah literally. like there's always going to be someone that's plugged you or connected you to someone else or someone that's like putting a good word for you and that's maybe giving you like a business contact. I don't know. But 
Uh, well, well, if if you're employed by someone, you're not self-made because you're employed by someone. So like, there's always some kind of caveat to this quote-unquote self-made story. Or you've been given a cash bonus because you have some kind of financial help from your family. I don't know. Yeah, that, 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 I guess that's that's something you you kind of learn. Well, I've this is definitely something I've kind of learned, especially in the last year. Is like it's it's genuinely okay to ask for help. Like yeah, actually, I've learned that as well. <laughs> it really like if anything, it it should it should be more more widely encouraged to ask for help because what you'll find is things get done quicker, things get done a lot better, more efficiently. Hundred percent. Yeah. And you still you you still learn the same amount by you actually learn more by asking for help than if you were just if you just sit there try to grind it out by yourself mm-hmm. because you have no, then you have no one to to work off or learn off or yeah pivot off yeah because this is like off topic but obviously I had, yeah. I had the same issue at uni I didn't want to, I didn't really want to ask for help because it was like I felt like it's not me that's doing it if I ask for help. I feel like it's not my work in a way and then even even when I was at a supermarket job it was like there'll be times where there's like too many delivery orders for me to pick but I'll still try and pick them all myself because I don't want to appear like the guy that's always asking for help and that's like some of a drain on the store especially when the store is very very busy but at the end of the day there comes a point where things are beyond your capacity it's just be it's just being honest with yourself and just holding yourself mm. accountable and saying, look, like I can't really, like realistically, can I? Do, what do I need this or not? Like I think to bring it back full circle, what we're trying to say is, with universal credit, there's obviously the stigma of being put into a certain demographic and like being viewed and being viewed within that demographic when you're not part of it even though realistically there's nothing wrong with that demographic either Mm -hmm. it's just because you're not part of it you don't want to be stigmatized or attached to it yeah and it's also a thing of people sometimes it's it's the help aspect of people don't or as humans for some reason generally we prefer this idea of working out by ourselves and not receiving the help that Mm -hmm. we deserve or are entitled to because we'd rather like figure it out ourselves when realistically you can you can still figure it out yourself whilst receiving the help yeah yeah I, I think I think that's the two I think that's like the I think that's the well if we if we generalize or theme the reasons why people maybe don't want to be on universal credit like initially from the outset like as, as like a first timer mm-hmm. as to I'd say those are like two good themes of w- or reasons why people maybe don't. Yeah, so I think, yeah, so after, yeah, yeah, I think, yeah, just to mirror those sentiments, yeah, I think obviously the stigma of being attached to a certain type or class of person that's been historically demonized mm. and viewed as a drain of resources, so people would ignore. People would rather ignore the resources available to avoid being proximal to that kind of class. And also, yeah, also the kind of self-made, no excuses, dust yourself off attitude that British capitalism has instilled into all of us. Is that, yeah, try and do it by yourself, even if it kills you. You said it a lot yeah. better than I ever could. <laughs> <laughs> and also, and also, yeah, and also the the st- structural. Would I say? Well, yeah, the the managerial, the way the way universal credit is managed yeah. or structured, like, yeah, it needs a bit of a yeah, reform, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like especially like like I'd say the first two reasons are more from the outside joining it for the first time yeah. I think once you've been in it and going back on it yeah I think financially you're like alright cool like it makes sense and I think the stigma of being attached to it kind of leaves you 
once you're on it because you like you don't care anymore really like, yeah for me for me personally anyway yeah i don't really care i think you you kind of lose the care for the stigma once you're on it 100 percent, yeah because you've already been on it right well, like you're like what's the harm of being on it again but what puts you off is like you said the 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 management aspect of it and how, how it's managed how it's structured how it's how it feels very one like a blanket solution rather than mm. making it feel a bit more tailored to each individual yeah yeah which it's it's designed to do but doesn't run that way i think yeah yeah 100 percent, 100 percent. should we leave it there yeah. that's a good place to end it yeah yeah <laughs> anyway yeah thank you for listening to another episode of a bunch of outliers the podcast for those that are different the podcast for those that are different unless, unless you believe that everyone's different in which case the podcast is for everyone <laughs> technically if you think about it that way I'm going to have to add that to one of the trailers <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, by, by some definitions this podcast is for everyone so you might as well mm. listen to it <laughs> you heard it from him and himself <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah. If if there's any other topics you guys want to hear us discuss, then yeah, feel free to reach out to you. Reach out to the socials. Yeah. A bunch of outliers on Instagram, TikTok. Yeah. A bunch of outliers on. No, we don't have a Twitter yet. No, we haven't. Okay, we might need to make a Twitter then. Yeah, we're on Instagram, TikTok at the moment. Um, make sure to comment underneath the Spotify podcast on the reply section and also rate us so that we can you know increase our metrics um yeah manipulate the algorithms yeah yeah we're we're obviously trying to make this i I hope this episode comes across more organized yeah i I really do (laughs) i've got a bit of editing to do but this one should be a lot more the the last two were a bit haphazard i will be honest (laughs) (laughs) i feel like this one had a bit more structure yeah but yeah anyway thank you for listening hope you enjoyed it